0: Going back to before Genesis chapter 3. Prior to Genesis chapter 3, man was slated to live forever. And then Genesis chapter 3 came into. And then the psalmist wrote, Back to Canaan, uh-huh. where the soul of a man uh, never dies, way, right? never uh. die, okay. All right. never die. That's, I can't imagine, yeah. <laughs> never dying, okay. but that's where Jesus comes in. Never have I ever seen a man okay. spoke like this, right. that even the wind and the rain right. obey him. Right. Death is swallowed up in victory, and the soul of man never die. Good morning. Good morning. Good to see everybody. Brother Castile, how you doing? How's everything in your neck of the woods? Been busy? I believe that. I know you've been in Texas and every place else where there's churches of Christ, so good to see you. Yes, Brother Williams, you you good? Did she make you some chicken soup and got you back? Amen, that's what she said. Hurry up and preach, because I'm going home and bringing back to health. And between her and God, good to see you. Amen. 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 And, and all of you who've been out under the weather, it was so good to see everyone. If you're here and not a member of the Lord's Church, we say welcome. Happy that you have stopped in to see us. And if you're from another congregation of the Lord's people, it is also good to see you and those of us who labor here. At East Baltimore, we expect to see you Sunday morning. Brother Claiborne and Sister Claiborne is headed out. I told him, I said, if you got something to say, I'm gonna let you say it. <laughs> Amen. He said, bye. <laughs> so so good to so good to see them and hope they have a safe trip and Amen, man. I hope mama don't cheat <laughs> in the card game. Well, <laughs> Sister Claiborne, how's your oh, hand doing? Let's do it better. Amen. Amen Can you shuffle the cards? Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> shuffle the cards for her, bro. I got that. Bro. All right. Good. <laughs> All right. Um, You see a trash can outside, one of them big things? The dumpster? Yeah, they're not for decorations. They're there for you to go downstairs and clean out your areas, and put everything in the dumpster. And if you walk into the door and there's a shelf on the left side that's nice and clean, don't put nothing there. Amen. All right. Amen. What a week. God is still good. Not some of the time, but all of the time. And Friday night, we went over to the Davis with the young folks, and they, they um, I guess, expressed their concerns or whatever, it's good to have a forum so you can hear what other people is thinking, Amen. and there I left with that. The world is changing, but the church is not. Preacher. Yeah, yeah, the church is not gonna change. One of the two things have to happen: you can change with the world, or you can maintain and stay with the church. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So, Amen. those are the things that um, I left with, and um, hopefully we'll get another, another day to continue. That, but this morning. I want a few minutes of your time and let's talk about something that was on my mind. We finished John chapter 4 last week and this is not going to be a series because with all the Beatitudes, I'll come back before the end of the year and we're going to do a couple of them this morning because I I want you to see something in in the Beatitudes that you might miss. And and if if I show you some things, you might look at it in a different perspective. All right, so we won't get all of this this morning are we ready? Sister Stevens, are we ready to read? Yes. All right. I'm just going to read first four, four verses. How's that? Ready? And seeing the multitude, he went up into a mountain. And when he was set, his disciples came unto him. And he opened his mouth and he taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, For there is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that moan, for they shall be comforted. Let's let's just do let's just stop right there this morning and then pick up someplace else. Jesus John 1, John 1 29, the Bible says, and the next day John see Jesus coming and said, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. Then Jesus gathered his disciples. After his baptism, he, he went up into the mountain for 40 days, the Bible said, and was tempted by Satan. And then he came back. And John and Matthew says, and one of the greatest sermons that ever preached was the sermon on the Mount. I, I remember Brother Claiborne when I started out and and, and embark upon preaching and, and Brother Fowler had us, there was three sermons that you just had to know Brother Castile. One of them was the uh, Acts 17, Paul's sermon on Mars Hill. The second sermon that we had to remember was the sermon that Peter had preached in, 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 in Acts chapter 4. And then this Sermon on the Mount. And, and when you look at the Sermon on the Mount, it's, four, it's about three or four chapters. But it's, it's just, it was one sermon. But in the Sermon on the Mount, if you're not careful, you would look at it and you will see something different from what Jesus intended for the Sermon on the Mount to be. So I've come to the conclusion that in order for us to understand Matthew chapter 5, we got to go back to Matthew chapter 4 and grab something out of Matthew chapter 4 in order to understand. Matthew chapter 5. In Matthew chapter 4 and verse 23, listen to what the Bible says. The Bible says, and Jesus went about all of Galilee teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom of heaven. That's what Jesus' responsibility was there. His main goal was to preach the gospel. About the kingdom of heaven. And and then you know being human. Unless you do something for human. They don't see what you're really talking about. So in the process of preaching the gospel about the kingdom of heaven. He heals some folks. But he, he didn't come to heal folks. That's just was something that he did to prove who he was. But he came to tell us about the kingdom of heaven. That's Matthew 4 23. Said Jesus went about all of Galilee teaching and preaching. About the kingdom of heaven. That's Matthew chapter 4. So then the things in Matthew chapter 5 is about the kingdom of heaven. Is that all right? Now, 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 when you look at it, if you happen to glance at Matthew 5 and you look at these beatitudes, you think Jesus was dealing with social issues. Say amen when you can. Yeah. You think Jesus was dealing with social issue. But if if, if you can congratulate something out of that and help you in your social life, that's great. But I came to tell you this morning that Jesus wasn't talking about our social issue as much as Jesus was talking about the kingdom of heaven. So he says, seeing the multitude, he went up into this mountain and his disciples came and he sat down and he taught them, saying, blessed are the poor in spirit. Now, if you look at that, you would look and you would think he is talking about poverty. You remember what Jesus said. When. Judas said that. We could, should have kept that oil. And we just wasted it. We could have sold it. And give it to the poor. Jesus said. You're always going to have poor people. Amen. Jesus didn't come. See when you look at the Beatitudes. And, and blessed are the poor, and spirit. Jesus is not dealing with your social status. Jesus is not talking about what you have or what you don't have. Jesus is not interested. Well, let me not say interested. Jesus didn't come to tell us something that man had already knew, that they're poor people. And so many times we have come to the conclusion that the poor we are, the better blessings we are going to get. Well, if that's the case, a lot of us in here are going to have a lot of blessings. But that wasn't Jesus' intent. Jesus was saying, if you are going to be in the kingdom of heaven, here's how you get there. Because what difference does it make if Jesus came and tell us about the kingdom of God and doesn't give us an avenue of how to obtain? Okay. Amen. All right. So the very first thing he said, blessed are the poor in spirit. What does that mean? Blessed are the poor in spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. If you want heaven, Jesus is saying to us, you must be poor in spirit. Now, What does that mean? What is Jesus trying to help us to see? How do one become poor in spirit? In order for us to be able to obtain everything that God has for us, we must come to the realization that we cannot do nothing without God. It's not about us. It's, it's not what our in & Bradstreet rating is. It's not where we went to college. It's not how much money we have. The Bible said we have to be poor. And this is, now this is the very first thing in these Beatitudes that Jesus said. Jesus said in order for us to gain God's blessing, get yourself out of the way. Blessed are the poor In spirit. In other words, I can't do nothing without God. I depend on God for everything that I need. If I can help somebody, I depend on God blessing me to help somebody. If I need help, I depend On God for putting somebody in my life so they can help me. So what Jesus did, and now watch what the text said. Jesus didn't tell this to the people. He brought his disciples and sat them down and began to tell them. See, in order for the message to go out, you must first engage with the message carrier. If you can't convince the the carrier of the message, the message is not going to go out. See, until a lot of time, people don't help other folks because they haven't gotten to the point where they needed help. I, I, I said something, Brother Johnson. See, when you have been in a spot where you needed help, and somebody has helped you, you wouldn't argue about helping somebody else. But because you have never been in the situation, Brother DeShields, where you needed help, you struggle with helping other people. So Jesus says, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Of heaven, if we are going to to be what God wants us to be, we have to move ourselves out of the way so God can come into our lives and give us the things that we need. What are you saying, Brother Frazier? I have a problem that only God can help me with. Sin. Watch what John said. John, in John 1 and 29, he said, Behold the Lamb of God That take away the sin. Not the sins. Look look at the text now. He said that take away the sin of the world. He didn't come to take away the sins. But he came to take away the sin of the world. See, see, Jesus wasn't focusing on all of this, but if he takes away sin yeah. uh-huh. okay. Okay. Preaching, preaching. All right. I tell I told my class and I told y'all we will not go to hell because of sin All right. Amen. because God has Jesus came to take away the sin of the world and if God had taken away the sin of the world how in the world can sin? Send us to hell. Right. See, if we go to hell, it's because we want to go. Good job. Okay. God had already given us the cure for sin. Jesus came. That's, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. All right. And if God had taken away something, how did we get it back? How does it come back to it? See, God is not like us. As long as we friends, we give. But when I'm mad, with you give me all of my stuff back? Jesus, God, behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. In Acts chapter 8, you don't, you don't, just, you don't have to turn. Just. In Acts chapter 8, the Bible says, there was a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopian, who had the charge of all of her treasure, had gone to Jerusalem to worship, And the spirit of the Lord says unto Philip. Watch watch the transition now. The spirit has the story about a eunuch having great authority. He was like our secretary of treasure. Had the power of all of her treasure. That's what he did. He had gone to Jerusalem to worship now historian says that from Gaza to jerusalem is about 1500 miles and he was riding in a chariot going 1500 miles to worship in a chariot and some of us brother castile live. 15 minutes away in an air-conditioned car and we struggle. Going back home. Finish worship. Now watch the spirit. The spirit of the Lord says unto Philip, join thyself to the chariot. When he got close enough, to the chariot Philip heard him reading the prophet Isaiah. Now how did that happen? He was reading aloud. The prophet Isaiah. And then Philip asked him a question. Do you understand what you're reading? How can I accept some man should guide me. The kingdom blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. You got a well educated man powerful in his everyday life was asked a question just for my lesson by a vagabond do you understand what you're reading until you remove Yourself out of the picture. You can never be poor in spirit. Watch the unit. How can I accept some man should guide me? When you want to know truth, some man has to guide you. But when you got the attitude that I, I, I know everything, All right. All right. I don't need no direction from no one else. Now, evidently, he could read. Okay. Okay. Evidently, he knew what he was reading the problem was the understanding of what he was reading the text says isaiah 63 when he got to the text and reading the text and philip raised the question do you understand what you read? The unit could have easily says yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Why, Brother Frazier? Because religious people uh, right. okay. think they're supposed to know right. yeah. everything. All right. Let me go little further. Members of the church think that they're supposed to know everything. Blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of God. And, and, And it's all right, brothers and sisters, if you read something and you don't know. Ask somebody. Christianity is a taught religion. Everything I got, somebody taught me. I didn't wake up one night by osmosis and this thing came to me. Somebody taught me this. And in return, I'm teaching it to you. You think this is the first time this message has been preached? In 2,000 years? I'm giving you my version of it. How can I? That's the, the. Do you understand what you're reading, Sister Stevens? How can I accept some man should guide me? He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb dumped before a sharer. So he opened out his mouth. His chastisement was upon us, and with his stripes we are healed. Who is he talking about? I need to know, is he talking, is Isaiah talking about himself, or is Isaiah talking about somebody else? How can I accept some man should guide me? The text said, and he began at the same scripture and preached unto him. Jesus, Jesus in his baptism, Jesus in his resurrection, Jesus in his attempt to feed 5,000. Jesus, when he raised Lazarus from the dead, he didn't go anyplace else. The text said he began at the same scripture and preached Jesus. Bless it of the poor in spirit the eunuch understood that I can fake it or I can make it I don't know whether and 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 now now Brother Claiborne he was on his way home may never got back this way again see so many times We are saying within ourselves, I got to see more. But brothers and sisters, when fact is presented in front of you, you don't have to see no more. You just got to believe what's in front of you. See, I'm grateful. See, I'm grateful that I live in this period of time. Because I don't know how I would have been, Brother McNeil, if I lived in the first century. See, I got to go back. I got a chance to go back and read the written word. But to see Jesus turn water into wine one time and believe that was enough? Or to see him raise up a dead man, would that be enough? How, How can you get confused? When you have never seen nobody turn water into wine before. You have to see, you say, why is that so important? It defines the law of nature. Wine is fermented. You can't take some grapes at midnight and have wine at 8 a.m. Now, you can get some rice, you can get some barley, and you can make beer. But you can't do that with wine. Wine. Brother Johnson, that's stuff. That we drank when I was in college, T.J. T.J. Schwant. Thank you. It's amazing how Christians want people to believe that they didn't have a life before they came to the Lord. Well, I had a life before I came to the Lord. Thank you, bruh. You in a fraternity, don't? You? Yeah. T.J. Swine, Mellow Day, and Easy Night, and Ripple. How do you know that, brother? Because I I had some. I I, I had some, brother Boone. But that wasn't wine. They made that stuff in a factory overnight. But with wine, when Jesus got into Canaan of Galilee, He defined nature. Because inside of the barrel, time was going on. While outside of the barrel, time stood still. Only God could do that. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom. God, so the eunuch said, how can I except some man should guide me? Okay. Philip began at the same scripture, preached Jesus, came to water. See, here's water. What does hinder me from being baptized? Text didn't say anything. That he mentioned water. But evidently, water came up. Because Philip didn't say it. The eunuch says, see, here is water. Can't have the kingdom without water. You don't like water, you can't have the kingdom. Then he says, Blessed are they that moan, for they shall be comforted. Mourning, Not grumbling about how bad my life is. I, I, I don't know. How you get someone to come and believe what you have, all you do is more. The kids are bad. Husband left me. My wife can't cook. Nobody on the job. I'm a child of God, though. See, because we think Jesus is talking about social issue. Jesus knows that your children is going to be bad. He knows your wife can't cook. He knows that your husband is bad, is terrible. And people on the job is going to talk about you. Jesus is not talking about a social status when he said, Blessed are they that mourn. He's talking about those who see God hanging on a cross and wonder why. If it wasn't for Calvary, we could be doing something else. They're crying they morning, mourning because here is God hanging on the cross. Realizing that he should not have been there in the first place. But if he didn't, if he wasn't there, we had no hope. You know, our, just being human, don't like the cross. I'm grateful for the cross. I'm telling you right now. It was better Jesus dying than me. Because if I was the one who had to die, it would be just another man dying. And, 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 what, and what the synoptics does, Brother Clayborn, they show three guys hanging on the cross. But the other two was just there. Happened to be in the right place at the right time. You say, well, how's that? They're dying too. But in the midst of their dying, God is in the midst. And you had an opportunity to ask God for salvation. But one of them said, if you, God, save yourself and save us. See, see, that's where. We are. All we want is what's good for us. We don't want to do nothing for nobody else. Save, if you God, save yourself and save us. I'm God if I don't save you. Is that going to change because I don't save you? I don't have to save myself because I'm salvation. That's what he told Martha. Your brother would rise again. Yes, I know, Lord, in the resurrection in the last day. I am the resurrection in the life. He that believeth in God, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And he who liveth and believeth in God shall never die. Then he turned and said, do you believe that? See, brothers and sisters, when things are going wrong in your life, you still got God. The question is, do you believe that? We want God to take care of our social issues. Jesus came to tell us about the kingdom. Those who in the kingdom would mourn for righteousness sake because they had hung God on the cross where God should not have been. Blessed are they that moan, for they shall be comforted. See, I have comfort this morning, knowing that the one who died had taken care of all of my issues. all of my issue now he didn't take care my car note he didn't take care of my mortgage i still got to pay light bill i expect to be to work for the state on tomorrow morning but see all of those issues are temporary he took care of the issue for eternity he took care the wrath of God for me. That, that now I can come to God justified in his sight. Because the Bible says in Genesis that God was mad. said man done got beside himself. I'm going to destroy all of man. Eight souls were saved by water. And now, I don't have to worry about that because Jesus had taken care of that for me. Let's do one more and I'm done. Blessed are the meek. For they shall inherit the earth. You look at that verse and you think meekness here means timid. Man, people will walk over you if you're timid. People will take advantage of you if you're timid. God doesn't expect nobody to have another person take advantage of them. Somebody punch you in the face. Turn the other cheek. Then punch you. But he loved me. He just, no, do not stay in an abusive relationship because you're a Christian and you're trying to be meek. Because you read the Beatitudes. That's not telling you to let people just walk all over you. When God is talking about me, God is telling us that we need to be in a situation to realize that God had taken care of everything for us. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm trying to get to heaven I'll just let somebody do anything they want to me. It's just not in the scriptures. It's not in the scriptures. I don't want you to be taken advantage of. In and, and the same way, God don't want you to take advantage of somebody. The meek is going to inherit... The earth. When my father died, whatever is left, we're going to inherit. We put nothing to it. It's just because that's the family. You have when Christ died, we inherit kingdom of God not because we put anything into it just because Ephesians said we adopted okay. Amen. children of God by our faith in Christ and because of that we are going to inherit the earth there's a religion out there that says thinking they're talking about houses and cars that Other people have. They walk through the neighborhood and say, in this new life, I'm going to... No, that's not what God's talking about. The blessing that God has given to this world is the blessings that we are going to inherit. This morning, there are people... In our neighborhood, in our city, in our state, in our country, in our world, need our inheritance. Some of it. Yeah. I tell my boys all the time, I said, you all grew up in the church. Every Sunday till y'all went to college, y'all had to be in service. Why? Because I made you. I said, but now that you've grown and gone, you all don't see a need for God. You're still living off of my relationship with God. Pretty soon, God's going to get tired of y'all living off my relationship with God, and you're going to have to then stand up for yourselves. And you wonder why these things are happening to you, because you don't have God in your life. I'm not in God to get something from God. I'm in God because I have nothing else left. And whatever I have is because of I'm being in God. The Sermon on the Mount. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are they that mourn. Blessed are the meek. All of these are in the kingdom of God. And if you are in the kingdom of God, these are the benefits you have for being in the kingdom. If you're here this morning, You're not a member of the Lord's church. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. Believe with all your heart Christ died for you. That he was buried and rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Repent of your sins and confess your faith in Christ. And we'll baptize you in water for the remission of your sin. And if you're in this audience this morning and you have been baptized for the remission of sin. But you have doubts. Blessed are the poor in spirit theirs is the kingdom of God would you come as we together stand and sing the song that has been selected when we walk with With the the Lord Lord, in in the light of his word what a glory he He shares on our way while While we do his Abides with us still, and with all who will trust trust and and obey, yes, trust and obey, for there's no other. I have a few prayer requests in my hand, and I ask that if you hear your name called, that you just stand briefly. That way we know who we're praying for. Amen. Uh, Sister Eleanor Holt asking for prayer requests.